time to thrive. Welcome to the Thrivology Podcast with Dr. Lee Bauckham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. So how's your sleep? What, what kind of sleep do you get? What quality of sleep? How long do you sleep? And are you aware of how important that is for you? Just a couple of of different statistics. First, did you know that there are 40 million Americans annually that suffer from insomnia? At least 40 million, and that's according to the Sleep Foundation. So what happens if you can't get the sleep you need? Well, that has a lot of effects on your body. Foremost, and you might be aware of this, when you're tired, you have a hard time remembering things. So there's a memory issue And sometimes that includes a trouble with thinking and concentrating. Maybe you're at work and you just can't stay focused on that. But did you know that it also causes mood changes that maybe sometimes irritability comes into it or even depression? Or how about the fact that when we have less sleep, we are more prone to accidents because of those things we just talked about. You might have other things that are impacting you. Did you know that it weakens your immune system so you're more likely to catch illnesses when they are going around? Or how about this? A lack of sleep can contribute to high blood pressure. It also puts you at a higher risk for diabetes, can cause weight gain, can lead to low sex drive, increases your risk of heart disease, and also includes poor balance for exactly the same reasons we've been talking about before. In other words, if you're having a hard time sleeping, you're having a hard time having the best life you can. And if you're having insomnia, you're having a hard time sleeping. So it ends up being a whole package. Today, I have Ruth Stern with me. Ruth is an insomnia expert. Now, not she's not an insomnia expert like how to become an insomniac, but how to solve it. And it comes because she had to solve her own insomnia that she suffered from for 19 years. So as we focus in on how to get better rest, listen in as I talk with Ruth Stern and how she learned to cure her own insomnia and how she's teaching others to do the same. In fact, she's going to give you the instructions on doing that today. Listen in now as we talk about curing insomnia. Ruth, thank you so much for being here. This is a great topic. And I know lots of people have a difficult time with sleep. And so I want us to get into that. But I'm always curious on how people get to here. You know, how how did you arrive here? So tell us a little bit about how you got to the place where you're an insomnia expert, which means that you're actually not making people have insomnia, but get beyond that. So how did that happen? Yeah, God forbid I should give them insomnia. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, so first of all, I've been a mental health therapist for over 35 years. So I have the background as a professional, but more than that, I personally suffered 19 years of chronic insomnia. And I got into this work to help other people with it because of of the journey that I was on and the remarkable cure that I found for myself and now I help other people. So here's what happened. At age 35, I started, couldn't sleep. I was pregnant at the time and the doctors assumed it was a hormonal imbalance. And so I thought, okay, she's born, fine, but it wasn't. Then I was in a bad marriage at the time. I thought it was the bad marriage. It wasn't. I left the bad marriage, not because of the insomnia, but <laughs> that didn't help. And, <laughs> and so it kept going and going. It was horrible. And I averaged three to four hours a night. I was working in a private practice, 
raising my daughter as a single mom with barely any sleep. It was horrible. And so I went on this journey to try to find help. And in the course of it, I couldn't find help. So I gave in and I started taking clonopin, which for those of you listening, clonopin is a very addictive drug. But I was desperate and I took it. It helped a little, but then it would make me cloudy and I needed more. So it was just a mess. I'm not sleeping and I'm addicted to this drug. <clears throat> I went to doctors. I went to therapists like myself. I went to hypnotherapists. I went to all kinds of people. And I'm not saying those kind of people can't help. But in my case and, and other people's, many things that we've tried, and those of you who are listening know that you've tried so many things and they don't work. I tried valerian root and melatonin and healthy things, unhealthy things, you name it, I tried it. And so this went on literally for 19 years. And about 13 years ago, I discovered this technique created by Gary Craig called EFT, Emotional Freedom Techniques. It's a tapping technique that basically is about energy and healing through energy tapping. And I brought it to my practice and I was helping people with other issues. And one day I thought to myself, why don't I try it for myself on insomnia? And I made a deal with myself that for 30 days I would tap on my sleep issues tap on my anxiety, the inability, all the different issues that were involved. And in a few moments, I'll be telling you what tapping is. <clears throat> so I used the tapping technique and nothing happened. And by the way, I had tried to get off clonopin many times with meditation and my body would just shake. Nothing would allow me to get off the medicine. So on the fifth day, something happened. My body started to feel calm, which is what happens with tapping technique. They've done studies now that show that your body reduces, cort uh, the cortisol level reduces by 25%. So the body actually gets calmer because cortisol is a stress hormone that we need to reduce in our bodies in order to feel calm. And because anxiety is probably the primary root of most insomnia, that's critical for us to reduce that. So my body was calming down. I didn't know the science behind it. I just could feel something's happening. I got brave and I chipped off a little piece of the clonopin and my body didn't shake. That was pretty amazing. So I continued the tapping and I'm talking eight to 10 minutes a night. That's it. And by the second week, I was uh, every, other day, every other day I was on off the pill, which was miraculous. I went on, instead of 30, I actually did it for 45 days because it was doing so well. And in 45 days, I got off all medicine and I slept. And it's been 11 and a half years. It still blows me away. And that is my one powerful technique that I learned to help people in such a powerful way. And since then, I've helped many other people with also severe cases similar to mine or less. And for many, it doesn't even take that long. For me, it was, you know, 19 years. So that's my story. And that's why I have such passion to teach people and say there's hope and no drugs, natural technique. And it's mind blowing what you can do with energy work. So let's talk a little bit about the effects. I mean, that um, obviously sleeping two to three hours a night is not significant uh, for for refreshing your body, and especially when you're doing all that. What kind of effect does it have when you have chronic insomnia? 
Oh, there's so many things. People who don't have sleep become irritable. You lose your motivation. You have no energy. You lose your creativity. It affects your relationships. I was just talking to a group yesterday how you snap easily at people when you normally wouldn't snap. It just, every part of your life, your sex drive, um, you don't have any more physical activity because you don't have energy to do that. So pretty much any part of your life, it affects yeah. And part of what I've been reading is how chronic illnesses um, have a, a huge tie in to a lack of sleep, a lack of rest, mm -hmm. uh, all, for everything from diabetes to Alzheimer's all have some component that is um, reflected in people having a hard time sleeping. So let's just step up. When you say insomnia, what would um, how would you diagnose that? Let's say that someone came. Mm -hmm. How would you tell them whether they have insomnia or not? Insomnia. Go to sleep or stay asleep, and it's usually for a prolonged period of time. And that period of time could be, you know, there's no exact number. It's how disturbing it is to you. If it's affecting a part or parts of your life, that's insomnia. Going or staying, not being able to go or stay asleep. Yeah, so it's interesting because I've I've had clients over the years that have told me. Um, I remember one client who was like, you know, I sleep five hours a night. I'm great. That's all I need. And I had yeah. a neighbor who was like, I, you know, I'm sleeping seven hours a night and I can't stay asleep long enough to get rested, which means it really is a very individualized how much it, rest each of us needs and what's keeping us from getting that. That's true. That's a good point. It's how you feel. If you feel exhausted in the morning and you don't feel right, you need more sleep. Yeah. 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 And um, when you talked about that, uh, I think you said you're actually getting three to four hours, but regardless, three to four yeah. hours is about half of what most people. Uh, exactly. And so you also mentioned the fact that lots of insomnia is tied to anxiety. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And there obviously is a loop to that uh, because the less you're resting, the more anxious you are. So yeah, yeah. About that link. So when people have uh, insomnia. A lot of people have other issues too. They may have chronic pain. They may have apnea. They may have illness, like you said. And that all feeds into a sleep problem. But this I can tell you from all the cases that I've worked with, the number one reason you, the audience who's listening, does not sleep is because of some unfinished anxiety or emotions that you're not dealing with. And you're harboring those emotions. And most of us are not conscious to that. I always talk about in this world, we're either conscious or we're unconscious. And the majority of people in the world are unconscious, meaning they walk around in the world and they don't know what they feel. And why? Why is that? Because we're so busy. We're doing, we're Facebooking, we're emailing, we're Instagramming, we're working, we're planning. So we don't have even time to feel. And we're so used to stuffing our feelings and shoving them down. So when you come home and your partner says, hey, can you help me with something? And you go, can't you see I'm busy? And you, and you react with that, you know, quick remark. And they're looking at you like, why are you so upset? I'm not upset. I don't know what you're talking about. You don't even realize you're upset because you're unconscious. You've been holding irritations and stress throughout the day that you haven't dealt with. And bam, it comes out to someone else or it comes out in insomnia because here's what happens. You stuff the stress, you stuff the anger, you stuff all these feelings. Then you go to bed at night 
you lay down on the pillow, and now everything's quiet. Nothing to distract you. And then everything that you've been stuffing pops up. When people talk about obsessional thinking, I can't turn off my mind, that mucky mind. That's because it's now popping up and you haven't dealt with it. So the number one thing to heal insomnia is to start to deal and handle and manage those emotions that you've been holding back. Mm. And when you do that, 75% of your insomnia problem probably will be gone. Which, which is telling us a couple of things. One is um, how much anxiety there is around because there are lots of people who suffer from anxiety. And the second is um, the fact that if you're dealing with your insomnia, you are likely dealing with your, your daily anxiety. I mean, your, your waking anxiety, not just your sleeping anxiety. Right. Can we talk a little bit about sleep hygiene? Because I know that, that there, there's that place where um, it really is about the anxiety, but getting rid of all the other stuff. Yeah. I, I remember, um, a while back I was talking with a guy who was, he was telling me he just kind of falling apart, can't sleep, um, and was having a difficult time. The irony is that we were, um, meeting at a coffee shop at about six o'clock at night and he had a super large caffeinated drink in his hand. And I said, so tell me about this. And he said, oh yeah, this is probably my fourth or fifth today. Um, and so there, obviously there are some, uh, and he was clear that he had insomnia. And I said, you know, have you thought about cutting back on the caffeine? And right. so there's some other pieces to this puzzle. Um, yes, yes. So what are some things that people might eliminate mm-hmm. along with uh, what you're going to talk about? Because you're going to talk about an exercise people can use. But, uh, yes. To set the yes. to kind of clear out the back, the, the trash before they deal with the problem. Yes, that's a very good point. So. I, have a, I actually have a program I created called Four Steps to Blissful Sleep. It's a program where people can learn how to go to sleep. The whole, my whole program that I use, my whole protocol. And the first thing I do in that protocol is sleep hygiene. Mm. And I give them a list of things that are obvious or not so obvious. Like the caffeine, most people know. But even that, that guy was not conscious. Like he's just drinking away, kind of unconscious, you know, and they don't realize all that caffeine is zipping them up. Uh, so the, but most people know caffeine. Most people know, um, not to stay up late, late hours or watch TV, for example, that, um, has, is a mystery or a murder and it, it revs up your system, those kind of things. So one, one of the sleep hygienes is to look at your environment. How can I create my environment more peaceful, more meditative, more calm? So my body's getting ready into that sleep state. So one of the, uh, a few things I'll suggest is start turning down or dimming down your lights in your place. Um, No wild action TV after say seven o'clock. Read books that are more calming, you know, more self-help kind of books are much more, much better than a a mystery novel. Another one that most people don't know, they've done research on this for, for taking care of you, this is sleep hygiene, is that they research that people who go to sleep with a cool temperature can sleep better. So what I tell my clients to do is take a very hot shower and then a very cold shower. And it's a little difficult to do. You only need to do it for one or two minutes. But you're going to feel so, it's amazing how you feel. Your body just kind of calms down after that coldness, but it stays in that cooler temperature. 
So those are some examples of hygiene. Yeah, those are great. I, you know, I, I always find it ironic that um, 11 o'clock news was such a popular time for news. <laughs> so they show us everything mm. scary and then say good night, yes. <laughs> have a good rest. And yeah. all we're thinking about is all the problems that we just saw, which really is not yeah. news as much as the scary stuff that keeps us tuned in. And, um, <sighs> you know, it's just ironic how we set that up. And uh, yes, uh, having a regular sleep time, you know, mm -hmm. what time you go to bed, what time you get up, mm -hmm. the more regular it is, the more likely it is that your brain goes, okay, now it's time for sleep. So those are some great hints, the dimming lights particularly. Um, I understand that our phones and our computers and our tablets also emitting that blue light tend to um, let us think that it's still work time. Yes, yes, that's a good point. I didn't say that one, but that's a really good one. You know, and, and so just one more while I'm, I'm on my end of it that I often encourage people to do is do not check emails right before you go to bed. Mm. Don't look at all the crises you're going to have to deal with in the morning <laughs> right before you're trying Worst to get down. Worst thing. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that I teach people, it's, it's more of an emotional technique, but it's part of hygiene. It's, they overlap. Is if you really want to go to bed with a calmer brain mindset, get out a journal, keep mm -hmm. it by your nightstand, and just write down these two questions. So I call it a brain dump. And they write down these two things. What am I feeling and what am I thinking? Mm. So everybody, if you're listening, write down those two questions because what that'll help is it'll help you become conscious of that stuff you've been stuffing and anything that's still there will come up on paper instead of in your mind. So that's already better. And then if you use the tapping technique that I talk about, you can tap on that feeling and go to sleep much more calmly because you've dealt with the feeling instead of held it back. Because I promise you, if you don't deal with that junk, it's going to deal with you and make you not sleep. Yeah, that stuff just haunts us. I mean, I, I think most, um, most therapists are aware of how many people come in thinking their, their brain is not going all the time. And uh, I've had a number of people who are who come back very angry with me because once we've talked, they're aware of how much their brain is cooking up stuff. And so putting it in a journal is a great way to just see it on paper, to even be aware that that all is spinning around in your head um, throughout the day that you may not even be yeah. aware of. Right, right. So this you talked about the tapping. Um, t talk a little bit about... Uh, the kind of the theory behind the tapping. And then uh, let's talk some about the exercise people can try. Yeah. So I've been talking about my number one most powerful technique that I've ever learned, not just for insomnia, by the way, you can use it for many, many issues, but today is about insomnia. So what is EFT? EFT is based on the principles of Chinese acupuncture. So for those of you who don't know, just very quickly, acupuncture is an ancient Chinese medicine that believes that we have meridians or lines of energy that run through our body. And when those lines of energy are blocked, we can have pain or illness of some kind. So they take needles and find points on the body. They manipulate the needles. It opens the energy and it provides healing. When acupuncture wanted to come, to the United States, at first it was rejected. So many studies were done by the AMA to show the efficacy. So today, many insurances are because it's so much for the human body. See, in the East, we understand energy. We understand 
principles and surgery and medicine, energy is a foreign concept. But even Einstein told us that everything is energy. So this concept of acupuncture was taken by uh, a psychologist years ago, and he formed it into a tapping technique. The premise is, is all negative emotions create an imbalance in the energy system. So he said, well, if it's energetic, our emotions, why don't we look at tapping on the points of the same points as the Chinese acupuncture. Instead of using needles, we tap on those main meridian lines of energy, and we can open up that energy field. And in opening up the energy field, we start to balance the energy. We reduce the cortisol. We already know that through the studies. And what happens is you can have a high amount of anger or stress, and as you tap, it starts to go down. You'll feel it in your body. You'll feel it in a difference in perception. Things start to shift, sometimes very, very quickly. So, uh, Ruth, I just want to repeat because there we um, in the joys of technology, we had a couple of stutters in there. So, um, oh. let, let me just kind of um, re- fill in a, a couple of things. So, first of all, this is based on the acupuncture theories from uh, Chinese medicine. That's the the meridians of energy. And by the way, um, when I've had this conversation with a lot of people who are like, oh, I don't believe in that, that the energy is in the body. And my response is, you know, we've pretty much proven that your body is a series of electrical impulses traveling through the nerves and everything else. So it's clear that there is energy. Now, whether you want to con- you know, include the rest, you've got to at least acknowledge that that is the case. So that's where this is coming from. And it does, as you said, and that's, this is a part I wanted to, to back up to, this has been shown to be effective and lots of uh, treating lots of things, um, and, which is why insurance companies, and I wanted to get this out there, why insurance companies now do cover acupuncture on a regular basis because it has been proven to be so effective. So what we're talking about is based on a theory that has been proven to be very successful and effective. And so I just want to repeat this one piece because this is, this was kind of the important thing that all negative emotions uh, create a stuck energy point. Is that a fair? Or imbalance, imbalance, imbalance in the energy system. An imbalance in the energy system. Thank you. Yeah. Say a little bit more about that, that imbalance in the energy system. So imagine that you are feeling very nice and calm during the day. You can't see me. I'm on camera, but I'll just say, imagine your brainwaves are are like kind of big and slow. But when you get angry, upset, stressed, jealous, resentful, your waves of energy start to get choppy and very quick. So we're changing that energy literally in your body. And as you change that energy, the thoughts start to calm down, the feelings start to calm down. And we also, we have a technique that I use called reframing. The person can uh, accept the reframe, which is another way of looking at a situation in a much better way when they're in a calm state. So we're doing two things. We reframe how you feel so you don't awfulize it. And we're balancing the energy with it. It's like two for one you get. <laughs> yeah. So in, in, in other words, the capacity of understanding something different is easier to do when you're not in a such a um, alert, uh, anxious stage that yeah. when you're, uh, I guess the term that most would use is kind of the fight or flight mode. It's very hard to process any other alternative way of viewing something. And so the tapping gets to a place where um, someone is not so reactive that they're immediately pushing everything away. Is that right. Fair right. Way? 
Okay, uh, so the reframing um, is a, a way of basically changing uh, perspective. That yes. You're not saying something didn't happen, but to view it from a different direction. Yes, different point of view. And so the tapping part is not just for insomnia, but what you're going to talk about today is particularly powerful for that. It can be used for other things, correct? Everything. From I've worked with it for PTSD, panic attacks, anxiety attacks, um, deep depression, it, a negative thought, I'm not good enough. It can work on thoughts, on feelings. It has endless possibilities, what you can do with tapping. Okay, and even what we're going to talk about today, that specific tapping can be used for other things, or is this specifically well, for today? Today, what I was going to do is mm -hmm. just do a general tapping on relieving stress okay. because everybody has it, and that way they can get a feel, an example of what it feels like. And it's a type of tapping you would do during the day anyway so that you're getting prepared for the night to sleep. Great. So before we do this, I just need to do a disclaimer. <laughs> if you're driving <laughs> or if you're operating heavy machinery mm -hmm. or otherwise uh, needing to put your attention somewhere, this is not the time to practice this technique. This is a great time to replay this episode when you have that chance. Um, I, I feel um, that that's important to say. Uh, um, I once had someone talking about guided meditation and the first thing you had to do was close your eyes and say, <laughs> yeah, don't do that no if you're good. driving. That's not a good thing. And the same for this, because mm -hmm. while it's not going to put you to sleep or hypnotize you or anything else, you do need to concentrate on the uh, instructions. And if you're concentrating on the instructions, you may not be concentrating on where you're walking or driving or what you're operating. So please, if you're doing that, do come back and listen again. And mm -hmm. also Ruth is going to provide um, a link to some resources that will help you uh, to come back to that at a time that may be more convenient. So uh, mm -hmm. Ruth, let me go ahead and let you walk us through that exercise. Uh, and uh, we'll assume that anybody who is going to practice it now <laughs> is in a good place to do that. Right, right. And you want to be tuned in. You know, even if you're working on and you're on a treadmill, still not the best situation. You want to be focused so that you can really tune into your stuff. So um, uh, first I'm going to explain where the points are. Then I'm going to give, then we're going to do a tapping. So um, what you do is you take your right or your left hand and you're going to tap on the side of your hand. It's called the karate chop point. And you take two or three fingers from one hand and tap on your karate chop point on the side of your hand. And by the way, if any of this is confusing, I do have a free gift at the end, which will give a video of me doing this. So mm -hmm. that way you'll know exactly. So since I'm watching from this side, so when she says karate chop, if you were to chop a board, the part yep. of your hand that would hit that board, that's the karate chop area that is what you're tapping on. And you just heard that sound effect when Ruth hit her hand. So um, that's the part. If you're breaking a board, so you're kind of raising your hand as if you're kind of chest level mm -hmm. ready to do that. And that will expose that part to the other hand. Right. Now, the rest of the points is only eight more points. Um, you could do it on the right or the left side. I'm a righty, so I do it on my right side. It's just easier. So with my right hand, I go to the corner of my nose and eyebrow and I tap. Just tap, 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 corner of your nose and eyebrow. Then the next point is the side of the eye, right on the bone of the outside of your eye. Next one is under the eye, right in the bone. Next one's under the nose. Next one's in the crease of the chin. 
The next one's the collarbone point, and this is how you find it. Find the indent of your neck, go down one inch, and go in one inch to the right or the left and tap. It's right under your collarbone. So that indents the soft place in, in the midst of the bone. So down an inch and over an inch. Right. Uh, next one is under the arm. Find your armpit. Go down four inches to the side of your body and tap. For women, it's where your bra strap would be and tap on the side. And then the last one's on the top of your head. I won't go too loud because I know it's hitting the microphone. Um, and go in a circle. There's about 100 acupressure points on the top of your head. And for any of you seeing, oh my God, this looks so weird. <laughs> I want to tell you, this is the number one energy psychology technique in the world because it has the most research and it is the easiest to use and it gets remarkable results. I was a speaker on a summit that had a half a million people on it. You may have heard of the tapping summit. A half a million people were on it. That's how many that's just one example of how many people are involved in tapping. So it looks strange at first, but results are remarkable, and that's why it's being used. So those are the points. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a tapping now. And I'm going to do a demonstration on stress. So everybody, think of something you're stressed about, but it needs to be specific. It's not, oh, my life, I'm stressed out that's too general so hone it in and it could be I'm very stressed about a headline I have or I'm taking a test I'm worried about I will I'll fail the test I'll fail my real estate exam whatever um, whatever stress you have work home and then whatever that is if you're in a place write it down and then on a scale of zero to ten rate how stressful it feels right now in this moment that way you'll get a measure as you do the tapping. Okay. So let's let that, um, just writing down what it is specifically you're stressed about in one to 10, how stressed you are about that. Um, because that's what you're going to be focusing on. And by the way, I'm going to tap along. So I'll be doing this. And I was once at a conference where they were teaching some of this technique and conference of 500 people on all, all in the audience. We were all tapping Yeah. Pretty quickly. You know, it's nothing. It's nothing. No. Everybody's tapping. Everybody's tapping is no big deal. So will you be my echo? You don't have to say what your stress is, but just say, even though I have this stress, that, because everybody will know what theirs is. You don't have to say yours specifically. Sure. Okay. All right. So everybody, including Lee, is going to repeat after me like an echo. <clears throat> Karate chop. Even though I have this stress. Even though I have this stress. I choose calm and peace. I choose calm and peace. Even though this has been really stressing me out. Even though this has been really stressing me out. It's really on my mind. It's really on my mind. I choose calm and peace. I choose calm and peace. And now we're going to tap through the points on the eyebrow point. All the stress. All the stress. Side of the eye. I have so much stress. I have so much stress. Under the eye. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my body. Under the nose. It can take over me. It can take over me. Chin, it can feel overwhelming. It can feel overwhelming. Collarbone, all this stress. All this stress. Under the arm, all this worry. All this worry. Top of the head, it can feel too much. It can feel too much. Eyebrow, all this stress. All this stress. And everyone, take a deep breath. <sighs> the deep breath just moves the energy a little bit more. We're not going to measure anything yet. 
we're just on that round, what we do in EFT is we tap on the negative feeling. The number one question I get is why are we tapping on the negative? Doesn't that make it worse? <clears throat> Actually not. Most people have grown up and have not been allowed to express how they feel. And that's why they stuff it. The fact that you just bring it up and can just say it. I have a lot of clients who go, oh, I feel better already just letting it out, depending on what it is. So it's actually helping you have it come out of your energy system rather than stay in. So now we'll do another round. Karate chop. Even though I still have this stress. Even though I still have this stress. I choose calm and peace. I choose calm and peace. Even though it's hard not to think about it. Even though it's hard not to think about it. I accept who I am and how I feel. I accept who I am and how I feel. I wrote all these stressful thoughts. All these stressful thoughts. Side of the eye, all this stress. All this stress. Under the eye, that's taking over me. That's taking over me. Under the nose and robbing me of joy. And robbing me of joy. Chin, robbing me of calm and peace. Robbing me of calm and peace. Collarbone, I choose to heal a little bit of this now. I choose to heal a little bit of this now. Take a breath. So just as a practice, um, one of the things that I do is what I call spiritual tapping, and I did it in little quotes. <laughs> spiritual meaning, some people think of spiritual as religious. I don't mean it religious, but connecting to higher power, source, God, however you see it. So I like to be respectful of everyone's beliefs. So I'm going to call it source light. Now, why do I do that? I have done thousands of tappings, one-on-one -on, -one on stage. And one of the things that have shifted so many tapping that I use is what I call spiritual tapping, tapping where we're connecting to something bigger than us. Because some of the stresses that you all wrote down are big. Some of them are small. But whatever they are, if they're out of control, I always say we need something bigger than ourselves to manage it. And that would be a source light. So I'm going to do our last tapping on bringing in source light to bring in some calmness. Eyebrow, imagining source light energy. Is that, am I repeating that too? Yes. Imagine, Ima imagining source light energy. Energy. Side of the eye coming to the top of my head. Coming to the top of my head. Under the eye and melting all through my body. And melting all through my body. Under the nose, this light is filled with love and peace. This light is filled with love and peace. Chin, filling me with love and calm. Filling me with love and calm. Collarbone, and in this light. And in this light. Under the arm, my stress begins to melt. My stress begins <clears throat> to melt. Source light, calming my mind and body. Source light, calming my mind and body. Sorry, I didn't say we should be on the top of our head. <laughs> I'm tapping, but I see you. <laughs> but they didn't say. That's right. Source light, calming my mind and body. Source light, calming my mind and body. Side of the eye, calming my spirit. Calming my spirit. Under the eye, my whole being. My whole being. Under the nose and in this loving light. And in this loving light. Chin, my stress melts away. My stress melts away.
collarbone, releasing even more. Releasing even more. Under the arm, I love my resting mind. I love my resting mind. Top of the head, peace. Peace. Eyebrow, relax. Relax. Side of the eye, release. Release. Take a breath. Now, that was three rounds, and I'd like everybody to look at their stress and on a scale of zero to 10 to re-rate it, asking yourself right now, how strong does the stress feel now? Hmm. So, did your stress go down, Lee? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, you know, it's interesting because the whole point of this is not to go to sleep, but to de-stress, to take the anxiety down so that you could eventually go mm -hmm. to sleep. And that it's interesting because if you're waiting for this to make you drowsy, mm -hmm. this is more about coming to a calm state. Calm state, which is the secret of sleep. Exactly. Because if I'm all wrestled up and riled up, I'm not sleeping. But if I'm in this calm, I call it the Buddha-like state, oh my God, sleep becomes an easy peasy thing. And for us people who are insomniacs, that's a foreign idea. And I'm telling you, everyone listening, it is not foreign. It is totally possible and is totally healable. So many of you may have the numbers go down. If not, what all that means is, you know, I'm just doing a general tapping here. There may be, I want to mention here, why a number may not go down. And in tapping world, we call it an aspect. So let's say you're tapping on the stress, did a few rounds like this, still not going down. I'm gonna give you the magic question to ask to get at what the aspect is. Ask yourself, what else is coming up? It could be a feeling or a thought or an image. And let's say your stress was about you're afraid you're going to fail the exam. And then you say, what else is coming up besides the stress? Oh, I'm angry at myself. I'm angry that I procrastinated and I didn't study. That is the next aspect. And that's what you would tap on next. So that's an anger piece. And I call it peeling the onion. So we tap on stress, then we'll tap on the anger at myself. And what will happen is something so amazing. When you tap on a few of those layers, stress will go down really big, really big. So a couple of things about this. One is I'm aware, you know, we just talked about that calm piece. It's interesting because we are so programmed that if something's going to fix our insomnia, if something, for instance, um, a lot of people take some medication, whether it's, you know, the nighttime Tylenol or something over the counter or something that is prescribed that will put them to sleep right? Not put them in a state that moves yes. in that direction. And so to think of this as um, <clears throat> not that, this isn't to knock you out. This is to get you ready to naturally go to sleep. <clears throat> and that's a major shift in just in that thought process of thinking, you know, this is, this is getting to a root cause, not kind of treating the symptom. Yes, that's a very well, very well put. It is getting to the root cause. But I also do have insomnia tapping in my program. And I put it in the gift as well. Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking about like, you know, if you go to the doctor and you've got a temperature and they say, well, just take Tylenol. 
that's kind of like, well, just take this, it'll put you to sleep versus, well, let's figure out what infection there is and you know, let's deal with that. And so both this tapping and uh, I would assume the insomnia, probably the tapping for insomnia probably does more that makes you a little more drowsy to it does. It does. Exactly. And to, and, if, and to go back to your point about the fact that, yes, we are tapping on the negative, um, to me, that's kind of like, you know, if, if there's an obstruction in a hose, you know, just turning the water pressure down doesn't relieve the, you know, turning the water off, there's still a pressure there. So you're, you're basically trying to let that pressure move on through by releasing the constriction. And then you're moving to a healthier way of that happening. So uh, I appreciated the fact that your tapping moved from the negative to a much more positive. So a negative to it's leaving to something mm-hmm. bigger is happening here. Something yes. bigger. Mm-hmm. Tap in. So I like yes. that, that progression. Yes. Okay. Um, so you do have uh, something that would be helpful for people. So let's talk a little bit about what that is and how they might get that. Yes. I put together a gift. It's called heal your sleep now mini training. And in that gift, you'll get, the how-to video of me doing this on video so you can see me doing it, plus a stress tapping with it, so you'll get one on stress. Then you'll get a video on the three critical things that you must do to solve your sleep problem. I go a little deeper into some other things there. And then you get a tapping for sleep that you can also download on your phone so you can just literally go to sleep and tap with me. So it's all inside the mini training. And you go to, to access that uh, free gift. It's Ruth, R-U-T-H dot coach forward slash sleep. That's Which it. Is, that's a great way. So Ruth dot coach. And so remember, don't do Ruth.com, but Ruth dot coach, C-O-A-C-H and then forward slash sleep, a simple way. And if you are doing something that you can't write that down, we'll look in the show notes uh, and you'll find that link there. Um, so Ruth, um, any other way that you would like people to contact you if they just want to check out more about you? Is there a good place to do that? Well, my website is uh, tap, T-A-P, like we're tapping, T-A-P, two, T-O, transform.com, tap to transform.com. Great. So if you want to check out more about that, that's a place to do it. If you want to get the mini course, which I think is just a great starting point, ruth.coach slash sleep will get you there and you can find the link also in the show notes. Ruth, so much. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you. Uh, you know, this is a big problem. And for me, I talk about thriving and having a thriving life. If you're not getting the rest you need, it's hard to build the rest of your, your thriving day. Um, so it's a, it's, these are great tools for people who are struggling with that. Uh, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate uh, the gift also so people can find a better way. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Thank you. listening to the Thrivology podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at thrivology.com or at thrivologymagazine.com. Remember that Thrivology is spelled T H R I V E O L O G Y. It's your life. Time to live it. Uh-huh.